I'm Ari Schwartz, along with my co-host, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. This episode, we're putting our focus on the injuries. This episode, we're talking about the injury bug that has hit the W in the worst way possible. If you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. Rachel, how you doing? How's uh, how's it hanging as we were like a day away, or today is the day, depending on when you're listening to this, of the first games of the WNBA 2019 season? I'm good. I mean, I, I just want everyone to know that I'm out here in Denver and it's 35 degrees and we're dealing with about a couple inches of snow and it's about June. So that's a little crazy. But other than that, I'm doing awesome. I can't wait for the weekend. I can't wait um, to get these games going. My gosh, it's been a while since we've had some basketball and like been able to actually watch it. Yeah, it, it's rough. And I will say I'm jealous of the temperature just because I have a wedding that I'm going to in Savannah. And I think the projected temperature is like over 100 with like 70 humidity and I don't, I don't do well in that. Um, but let's talk about the topic for this episode real quickly. Um, injury bug has just swept through like a plague of locusts, very biblical, if you will. Um, why don't we start with the team that I guess has been affected the most, the Seattle storm. You got Brianna Stewart out the whole season. You got Sue bird news came out, um, breaking from high post hoops, I believe it was yesterday, or, or depends on when you're listening, but I believe it was the 21st to the 20th um, of this month. And an interesting part, that article comes out detailing that Sue Bird's going to have a knee surgery and seems to state quite plainly that she's going to be out for the majority, if not uh, the whole season. The interesting aspect of that, more so than the effects of that, is how Sue Bird really quickly clapped back at the article saying... You didn't get it right. The only thing, I mean, we appreciate that we're at this point of coverage, that we're breaking these stories, but in actuality, the only thing in this story that's right is the scope. Mm -hmm. Now, with that information, I think we can look at this from two ways. One, if she's out the whole season, what it means for this team. And two, with a little bit more of an assumption, um, I know, as you said, scopes can range from, you know, a couple weeks to a month or two months. Um, you want to speak to that just a little bit about the range, your experience or knowledge of of what that can do to a player as far as uh, getting back on the court? Yeah, I think just kind of my experience from coaching when I have had um, players in the past who've had to go through um, the needing to have a scope, it's not necessarily anything um, that you just immediately hit the panic button with. Um, scopes do range. I don't know, <laughs> you know, we don't know the exact details of Sue Bird's injury. Um, but when I heard that it was a scope, my initial reaction internally, because first I heard that she was injured and that she was out and I was like, holy, oh my God, what happened? And then I heard it was a scope and I immediately kind of, I was like, okay, wait a minute. Um, it's not as serious as maybe it initially um, came out of. And, and honestly, I think we're a little bit paranoid right now <laughs> uh, as the WNBA fans, you know, anybody who gets a bruise, we're kind of overly zealous with like, 
you know, um, just with the injuries that have kind of come about the last few weeks. Uh, but honestly, you know, like, like I've dealt with scopes in the past that have been two weeks. I've dealt with scopes that have been two months. So I fully anticipate just kind of, if I had to guess, she will return the season, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, she's in tremendous shape. She's, um, as we all know. And so I, I'm, I'm really hopeful that maybe this is just, you know, a few week ordeal. Um, and she will join the storm roster. I, I I don't really even feel the need to think about her missing the entire season unless something goes terribly wrong, maybe with the scope. You never know. A lot of moving parts with this that, you know, is it's ever evolving. But um, I, I, I just I don't get too freaked out when I hear, um, you know, scope that doesn't freak me out too much. So I, I guess I'm I guess I'm encouraged and um, I'm really anticipating her being on the court this year. So you don't flinch when you hear that? No, I mean, it's, it's definitely unfortunate. I mean, she's definitely undergoing surgery, but um, it's not something that's season ending more times than not, just in my experience. Now, I'm not I'm not giving any factual information. I don't know. I'm just talking through my experience as a coach. And I, um, you know, I, I get the WNBA season is short. I'm not telling anyone if we don't know, but... Um, I just, I just feel like we'll see her out on the court and this storm team needs her, you know, um, you, you lose Brianna Stewart and obviously you can't replace that. There's no way, but continuing to go through this roster, you know, you, you definitely have some tremendous young talent in Canada who is now going to get a, get a really valuable opportunity to step up to an even, even greater level with bird being out indefinitely. Um, you know, Clark, had had a great year last year. She's going to need to step up. You've still got Natasha Howard, who's playing some of the best basketball of her career. Now, this is a talented roster. Jewel, Jewel Lloyd, how could I? How how on earth could I possibly bypass her? You know, M- MVP caliber player right there. So this is still a very talented roster. But yeah, I mean, there's going to be a period of time here where, where when you're without the greatest point guard in the game <laughs> and you're without um, the MVP. So uh, it it it's not. It's it's disappointing. Um, my heart goes out to Seattle and kind of just the injuries that have um, kind of plagued them, and even into Coach, you know, with with him battling his cancer. But at the end of the day, this is a very talented team, and and I'm just hopeful that Sue is able to join them sooner rather than later. Uh, this is a little bit of a morbid question, but you know, you mentioning Coach in this, um, let, let's just say three injuries on this roster. Which one do you think hurts? And I, I think it's a kind of obvious answer, but which one do you think hurts uh, the repeat chances the most? Well, Brianna Stewart, in my, I mean, I think that's hands down the, <laughs> the answer to that one. I mean, she's not coming back. We know that she will be out this year with Sue Bird. You know that there's a highly, I mean, I would put money down that she'll play this season. Just if I had, if I was a betting woman, um, but you're and- not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but I think that that's the one. I mean, I, I mean, you have to agree with me. I would call you crazy if you didn't. No, I, I, de- I, I agree with you. The reason that I think it's even worth the question is we talk about what Dan Hughes has done with this roster. I mean, this is a team that two years removed from Dan Hughes uh, or three years removed wasn't making the playoffs. Two years removed was one and done. Um, this is a team that really sputtered without him. And when he came in, was able to shift this team to a completely different direction, direction towards championships. Obviously, a lot of that has to do also with, you know, roster moves, getting Natasha Howard, Stewie getting a little bit better, Jewel Lloyd growing, 
Um, so I do think like it's worth the question just because of the the magic that Dan did last year. Um, but no, I agree with you. I think you know I don't, I think a lot of people kind of started to count out the Storm, um, started to maybe move them to a middle of the pack bubble playoff team, if you will, with Stewie out. You had Bird to that, and and you definitely got to drop it a little bit more. Um, but you still got Jewel Lloyd, who early in the season was showing you know sparks of being MVP caliber player, and Natasha Howard late in the season was showing that she should have been in the MVP discussion. So I do think, I mean, you have two top talent players, and we often in this league look and say, this team won't be able to compete at the highest level because they don't have that all-star talent, that superstar talent, and this team does still have two of them. Um, but before, how, yeah. However, I, I do think you have, you can't, you can't count this storm team out. And I think you're crazy. If you do maybe just mm-hmm. look at their talent. Um, I get the argument, but Sue bird is a coach on the floor. She's a coach on the bench. She is um, the leader of this team. She's a, a, a brilliant mind out there constantly on the court with this team. We've seen her in huddles, coaching the team up. She's going to continue to do those things, you know, and, and she is constantly, pulling these, you know, younger players along and teaching them. And and then, so that, that's not going to stop. That's not going to go away. Um, so that is still a major aspect that she brings to this team, whether she's on the court or not. Um, and then I, I kind of mentioned it in a previous podcast, maybe that came out last week, maybe a couple of weeks, I can't remember, but this is a team that's, that still has a ton of talent that knows how to win. And I think what you're adding now is an element of a team that's rallying around their coach and rallying around their team, probably rallying around Brianna Stewart. And there's kind of a, um, you never know how a team's going to respond to that. And more times than not, especially a team that has tremendous chemistry, things like that, you know, they're, they're able to rally and pull together and accomplish things that most people didn't think they could accomplish. And so I, I I'm curious to see how that, that plays out with the storm. Um, you know, you kind of get a sense of, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're doing this for our coach. We're doing this for, you know, Stewie. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to prove all the naysayers wrong type of attitude um, that can sometimes come out of, come out of you know, adversity um, in teams. And, and I, I really feel like that could happen with this Storm team is, you know, they're facing a ton of adversity. Um, we're we're going to learn a lot about them and just the um, competitiveness along with just how they rally with within one another, especially these first few weeks as, as Sue is definitely not going to be on the court. Uh, we'll, we'll see a lot for sure, but I do know, you know, it's going to bring a lot of valuable experience to some of these younger players in particular, Jordan Canada, which could be very uh, crucial when, you know, come playoff time. Oh, definitely. Especially, you know, if you're looking at playoffs, you need these players again. We, I mean, look, we've talked about this. I talked about this on with Eric Beck on a podcast that uh, recently came out talk about this in various other places there's certain teams where yes you never want one of your top players to get injured but what that ends up happening is giving an opportunity to a younger player that most likely wasn't going to get that opportunity and it might end up being a huge benefit for this team a year down the road two years down the road now me personally do i think the storm are going to repeat this year no um if do i think it would be crazy if, if they don't or i mean if they do i mean i wouldn't be you know, jumping out the window insane. But I do think, you know, there has to be an element of, you know, we're going to do our best. If we don't win it this year, there's still things that we gained from this season for next season. Sure, sure. I agree with you on that. Let's move on to Diana Taurasi. Um, I'm hearing some reports, some rumblings that maybe she's much more ahead of the initial timetable that we were given. Um, 
yeah. So <laughs> with that, I mean, that just is, I mean, part of, part of my reaction is because I'm shocked. But then the other part is like, it's Diana Taurasi. So I think my shock is more so a fear of Taurasi's competitive spirit, pushing her through the rehab so fast that maybe it doesn't do as much good um, as we would like to see. But we, I mean, we've talked about this extensively. The Phoenix Mercury might be getting a very big benefit uh, from Tarasi missing some time, getting these young players some early season minutes uh, that can really cause benefits late for a deep playoff run. Yeah, I'm I'm not faced by this at all, and maybe I maybe I should be. Um, but the Tarasi, you know, back thing, you know, those those things happen, um, especially at this point in a player's career. And I'm not surprised that she could potentially be ahead of schedule or if not ahead of schedule is chomping at the bit to get back out on the court. Um, which I think someone had mentioned that before that, you know, she was just really anxious wanting to get out there, but, you know, needing to kind of slow herself down a little bit. I, I, this is, this Mercury team is so exciting. I, I feel like, you know, this has obviously been something that has, um, caused Tarazi some pain the last who, how, who knows how long, few months, several months. So I'm glad that it's something that's getting taken care of. You want to get it taken care of now, as opposed to try to prolong it um, and have this something that's really ailing her come playoff time. So I think they were really smart with when they decided to go through this procedure. And and I I'm not phased by it one bit. I think she's going to come back and she won't skip a beat. And I agree with your take on the fact that it will be beneficial for this Mercury team early in the season, getting those young players some minutes, getting this team to kind of gel together. And I don't think it's going to throw them off one bit when Tarazi is back and out on the court. She's so vocal. She's such a vital aspect of this team. And and the the, the DNA of this team is so entrenched with Diana Tarazi that I just don't think they're going to skip a beat whatsoever. And like I said, I, I agree with you that this is a, probably a positive for, for everybody involved that this happens. I, I'm not phased by it at all. I'm not worried about it at all. <laughs> well, I, I know. No, honestly, like I completely agree with you. And, and, and that was my reaction when I heard about it also. And that's been my reaction throughout. I think we're both on the same page where it's yeah. like, which is crazy, I know. But <laughs> it's it's like, I don't understand why you would be. I mean, th- this is Diana Taurasi. You got to know that even if, you know, she's not fully, you know, 100%, she's going to be back this season, especially with the talent of this team and, and where we are in her career. This woman's going to be back. This woman's going to be throwing bows and knocking trays. Um it's going to be a good well, season for the Phoenix. Imagine that, you know, I'm sure she approaches every season with the intent of winning a championship, but, um, you know, Tarazi has got to be looking at this and the point of her career and, and looking at this season in particular is such a tremendous opportunity to really go get yourself another ring. Um, you know, as, as a lot of teams are, but you know, we, we've, we've said it a thousand times, this thing's really blown wide open. It's blown wide open every year, but even more so this year with, with just the makeup of who's in and out and, and teams having to restructure. So, you know, she's got to be really looking at 2019 as like, man, we've got a chance to really go out here and kind of redeem what happened last year, build off that, let that fuel us into cutting down some nets. And, um, she's, the one of the greatest competitors in the world. She's going to be out on that court as soon as she possibly can. Well, and can. I would even, you know, put up the ante on that and say if this if this minor setback injury is not a wake up call for her and kind of the the how quickly this career could be done, how many more years she might have. This this injury has definitely yeah. got to light a larger fire under her to get moving and get going. 
And and look, we all expect Tarasi to be chomping at the bit to get back on the court. Um, if I'm a competitive athlete and it's this late in my career and I have something like this, when you know you add in what you just said, this team is poised for a really big season. I, I mean, I am just I'm going crazy. I'm I'm stir crazy trying to get off that bench, get out of that uh, that training room, and get off on the court. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm. She'll come back and she'll probably feel so much better than what she was feeling before. This, this is, she's just, she's just got to take, she's got to be cautious. They've got to, they've got to go through the right timeline and she's going to be back to a hundred percent. But um, you, you've got to treat, especially back injuries really delicately because you start to feel really good and it's, it's not quite time to get back out there yet that they, they can linger. Um, so they have to be handling this with, you know, just a certain precaution. Um, but, but one thing is for sure, she was probably feeling a certain type of way these last few months, really in a lot of pain, that's going to be gone. Um, so you're going to have a Tarazi at hundred percent, which is exciting to think. Oh, about. definitely. Definitely. Um, let's, let's move on to the Washington mystics. Now, recent information came out, uh, I believe it was today or yesterday that Lane Delda has not been practicing all week and she's questionable for the season opener uh, up in Connecticut. Now, some reports have claimed that this is uh, has something to do with the lingering injury from last season. Other people have said, no, it's not. I'm not looking into it that much. For me, it's more so what we saw from this team come playoff time or end of the I'm trying to remember. No, it was playoff time when, when Deladon went down. And what we saw from this team when Deladon, I think there was a little bit Lyme disease-related uh, health scare during last season, also where she missed some time. You know, what does that do to this team? Is this team better poised? You would have to initially say yes because of Meese. But remember, she does have overseas commitments. What does this Lena Deladon setback, if you will, because that's what I'm calling it, Um due to a team that a lot of people and I've disagreed with, but a lot of people have put as the, uh, the front runner for the championship. I don't know that you can necessarily look at this as a, I mean, of course it's a setback. She hasn't been able to practice all week. Um, but teams, it's so early, you know, like we're, we're talking about a few practices in training camp. We're talking about a few preseason games. People, you know, the identities of these teams are still being, uh, determined. Um, the, the, the gelling of the teams is not going to happen for some time now. And let's just be completely honest. This is something that is not unusual for, unfortunately, Elena Deladon's career. This is something the Mystics organization and her teammates have become accustomed to is the wear and tear on her body, the the, the struggle she has with that injury bug or with her Lyme disease, you know, at some point or another through the course of a season is going to pull her out. You know, injury Wait, question I have to ask, did you say injury bug because of the Lyme disease? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had to ask. It was too, it was too punny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, see, now you got me out my, off my thought and now I can't. I'm sorry. Sorry. Good. I just, um, you know, injuries are a part of sport. They are. Um, and, and it's a, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Sometimes they're contagious. It feels like sometimes there's years where they seem like they're more than others. But I think when we're talking about Deladon in particular, she is so in, so in tune with her body and they put, they put so much precaution and care into her rehabilitation and making sure that she is accurate, that sometimes maybe it's, overly protective, you know, and I, I don't know, I have not spoken to Elena. I don't know the details of kind of what's going on with her knee right now, but um, you know, you have to look after her. You have to really make sure that she is at a hundred percent because 
who wouldn't want Elena Deladon at 100%. But I just think that this is a Mystics team that's become kind of used to this is this is just something that comes with Elena Deladon. Unfortunately, she just has some injuries that she's become prone to, but they they always handle it the right way. She's always very um She's not going to do something that's going to put her, her health or her body in jeopardy. So, you know, when she's out there on the court, you know, again, we saw it in the playoffs, she was, she was in pain, but she still worked through it. But in this point of the season, you know, you, you, you definitely want to be precautious. You want to be um, smart with the decisions you're making. And if there's something that's lingering or something that's bothering you, maybe it is best to take a week off practice. I don't think it impacts this team at all. Um, you want to get her into um, into that, into that Jersey on, onto the floor at a hundred percent, you know, whenever that happens, if that's now, if that's on Friday, if that's for the, you know, for the opener, if that's in two weeks from now, um, it's just important that she's starting this season as healthy as possible. Oh, very, very much. So something you, you, you pointed out or you, you touched on was, you know, game plans and the system, the team's still gelling right now. Um, and I just want to quickly put a little plug for it. This is reason, you know, I, I've lost count of why we need a longer training camp, um, a longer time for these teams to gel and really implement systems because that will just elevate the game. Rachel, I know you and I talk about this all the time, how in college ball, because of the much longer season and the much longer you know, readiness time, teams are able to implement systems that are like, you know what UConn's gonna do. You know the type of system that Notre Dame is gonna do and stuff like that. And I think, if you read some of David Barry articles, David Barry's articles or berries of truth, as I like to call them, um, he talks a little bit about that, how to grow a sports league, you need to make a connection to the players or I mean to the fans so that they know, you know, I have a personal connection to this team. When I turn on the game, I see that this team is playing and I know like I know that uh Golden State Warriors shoots a lot of three balls. Have I ever really watched a game of theirs? No. But you know that, and that mm-hmm. makes you a little bit more committed and understanding and appreciative of what is going on there. Um, sorry for that plug. Let's get back to injuries. Candace Parker um, <laughs> strains strains a little bit in a preseason. I forget if it was the opener or their, or their, or their second game. Definitely never want to see that. Um, I think we all expect her back very shortly. Um, I think they they said like a, a week or a few weeks um, recovery time for that. But I will say how, you know, a lot of people can quickly bounce back and say to me, oh, are you? They got Shanae and NECA. What are you worried about? Um, Candace is, in my opinion, the most important player on that team, possibly most important player on any team for their team. And I know that's ridiculous mm-hmm. considering you got, you know, the superstar lineup there, but um, yeah, that, that that's just how I feel. So you can tell me I'm crazy, but what are your thoughts on, on the effect of the Candace Parker uh, injury to the LA Sparks? I'm not too worried about it. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe something came out and I'm missing it, but it, it was hamstring. Am I correct on yeah, that? Yeah, I believe so. Hamstring. The only thing with that type of injury is those can sometimes really linger. You know, um, it, it can be something that, if not taken care of fully, or sometimes you feel like you've taken care of it fully, um, can linger through the course of a season. Um, but my initial reaction to it is I'm not too concerned. I'm not too worried. I think she's at the at a point of her career where, you know, knowing how to take care of these things and, and tremendous staff there with the LA Sparks, she's going to be fine. I think we won't even be talking about this here in a couple weeks, but you know, there is kind of that asterisk of, 
you know, through, through just through my time with track and field and with basketball, all these things, you, 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 you do have some hamstring injuries that can linger through the course of a season. And I'm curious, um, kind of what could this be that I'm not sure, even if it is, uh, I, th- I think she's going to be okay, but, um, this is just me talking out loud and giving my opinion that, you know, when you hear hamstring, you think, all right, that that's something that could potentially linger. Let's hope not. Um, but, you know, just to repeat myself for the 80th time, I think I think it's going to be good and I'm not too worried about it. I haven't been from the start. Well, then let's talk about uh, another team, another light injury, if you will. Liz Cambage and the Las Vegas Aces. And I forgot there was even an injury there. I, honestly, I had too. Um, you know, we'd gotten so, yeah, I don't even know the right word. We just got so focused on the trade rumors and all that. Yeah. I'm just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. She had an injury. It made her miss uh, her overseas season. Um, oh yeah, she, she had that injury. And it wasn't until maybe like a month ago, maybe a little more, um, that she was even back to, to doing you know, typical exercises for a basketball player. I did see some reports from Ben Dull uh, that they are easing her back in. Obviously, I think we all expect her to go full season. Um, but the real question for me is, you know, maybe I think more realistically with with this and, and possibly also with Candace is that there would be a minutes limitation uh, as they ease in. And with Liz, I think it's easy to do that also considering she's got to learn the system too. And she missed all of training camp. Um, talk to me about your thoughts of the effect of this onto the the Las Vegas Aces. No, I think you hit all the points tremendously. We just haven't heard much about it. Uh, we haven't really gotten an update in terms of how she's feeling. But I guess you come to the conclusion that you know the trade did prolong her ability to kind of get herself going in camp, and so she hasn't been on the court a whole lot. She, you know, she missed. Her, her time in China this whole season with the injury. So I, I think my, my natural just assumption is she's, she's probably feeling great. I think hopefully she's been able to have the time to recover from the, the strain, the Achilles strain, whatever the injury actually was. Don't quote me on it, but yeah, I, I feel like you have to assume that she's probably feeling pretty good, knock on wood. Um, and that this is just going to be something, as you said, uh, missing training camp, get, getting used to a new team, getting ne- getting used to a new system, kind of how this team's going to play together uh, is going to take a little bit of time, but you have to hope and assume that she's feeling great, and I, I pray that she is. Uh, I think we're all we're all with you on that boat. Also, I just got to say, when you said I hit all the points, yeah. I was doing a little happy dance. You did a, good job. You did a really happens. good job. I really didn't have anything to say, so I just did what I, I normally do, which is ramble. So there you go. <laughs> Well, we love your rambling. Um, th- there is something that, if you haven't picked up on it, um, this whole episode has been an underlying point, which is that we need these players to be enticed, to be at least tempted to not play overseas. Mm-hmm. And this is reason one billion and five. We need these players to not be overseas for a plethora of reasons. I'll start it off. One, so that they have longer careers. You know, how many amazing WNBA players' careers were cut short due to the fact that they play year-round and and get these injuries that we were just talking about? We need these players because having them stay over here, and and by over here, I mean America, means these players can market your team more. And But for me, I, I keep going back to that first point, which is if 
these players and you want your sport to be the or your league to be the best league you have to have healthy players these players for starters are not have do not have enough money or not making enough money that they can properly you know get all of that crazy top shelf medicine that is going to make them recover so you have players who are playing year-round getting you know banged up throughout the season continuing to play because they got to make that paycheck but their recovery is naturally going to be slower because they don't have all the things that their male counterparts have when they're playing and it's just beyond frustrating at this point i mean i think david barry had an article one of his berries of truth that it would take like less than 20 million to not only close the gender pay gap of you know 20 percent paid to the WNBA players and it's even less than that i don't know why people keep saying 20 uh, and bumping it up to 50 but but also i think you know doing that and being able to at least make the players think about it say hey i might make a little bit more money overseas but I can stay here and play a shorter season, have more rest and be in market uh, and not have to go overseas. That might be something that they're willing to do. Rachel, you've played overseas. You've advised people who play overseas and have come over here and all that jazz. Give me some insight. Um, you know, obviously you're just going to agree with me because I'm always right, but you, give, give me some, no, give me some of your no, thoughts on this topic. It's, it's basic logic. You know, the, these women are playing year round and, um, yeah, I want to step back from that because you're exactly right. You know, rest is a, is a natural thing that an, a professional athlete, that any athlete has to have, you know, so, so being able to put these miles and this strain on their bodies is, um, the, the average everyday person can't quite grasp what that means, you know, to, to be playing at the, your highest level year round is, it, it seems completely unreasonable. Um, and it brings me to another point of, you know, remember a few years ago, I, who knows how this is going to impact then everything a year from now, because, you know, we're all talking about injuries and injuries and injuries, but first point is injuries are, are a part of the game. You know, they're, they're a part of professional sport. They're a part of all sport, even down to the YMCA level. So a part of this is, you know, let, let's not freak ourselves out to the point where, you know, we're, we're just paranoid about every little bruise someone gets, but, you know, injuries are a part of the game. But I think when we're talking about the WNBA in particular in professional women's basketball, you're, you're hiding that you're heightening those chances um, insurmountably because they are doing what they're doing. And so you, you have to wonder what is this impact going to make <clears throat> moving forward? We've already seen clubs, overseas who are able to play pay these women so much more than what they make in the league you know remember when Tarazi was paid to sit out the WNBA season to rest her body I mean that that happened I can't remember maybe five six years ago uh, but you got to wonder is that something that we could see in the future you know who, who's to say someone doesn't pay Liz Cambage you know China doesn't pay her you know six figures to go ahead and sit out and it's like yeah 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 their bodies need those three four five months rest. They, they, they do need it. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that take place, you know, these next few years where they're actually being paid and, and they're going to get. We at Windsider believe of the WNBA and its community deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports receive on a daily basis. Please consider joining our Patreon community to help support us in the hard work that we do.